episode 91. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hi. Oh, what happened to the nicknames? It was supposed to be La Salchicharona. No, that's for next season. <laughs> it's or, later, or, or, it's later. Or was that drunk talk? I, I completely forgot about all that. Anyways, no, this is Bobby. So it was, so Dave, it was drunk Lewis, talk. Lewis, are you going to say hello? I, I thought yeah, I just did. Salchicharona. <laughs> that's his new greeting. Yeah. <laughs> Every time somebody sees him on the street, hey, and he goes, hey, how you doing? And Lewis will go, Salchicharona. Oh, man. Can we yeah. make that real, like a thing for real? Yeah, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was pushing for. By the way, Arona's not my last name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're back and we're in a good mood because we already ha- are at uh, a good uh, state in ourselves that we know we're not getting into the playoffs. And that... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, for it's me, d- it's, it's uh, tears, tears, tears of a clown, man. I, I'm, I'm, it's, I may be, it's all dried up. You, you might see up. the smile on my face, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> it looks out of place. And yeah. we just came back from a win against Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's start off on – did you want to start off on that, or do you have anything – No, no, let's start off. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's where we're supposed every to time start I, off. every time I want to start off, you're like, wait, wait, I got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I got something to say. Ugh. I actually do have something to say before we get started. Uh, the LA Ga- That's exactly what <laughs> he just LA asked Galaxy, you. <laughs> the, the LA Galaxy um, go into – uh, the final home game of the season, fan appreciation night, and uh, and and they do they they do what fans have been waiting for all season. Uh, they beat Minnesota, who is above them in the standings right now, um, three to zero, very convincingly. They look very comfortable on the night in a game that matters as little as the November friendlies for the U.S. men's national team because the LA Galaxy is out of it. Way to appreciate those fans, guys. Zing. <laughs> Well, at least they got a win for the fans that actually paid for tickets that night. I paid for tickets. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't go. But you didn't drive out there, tickets, but yeah. you paid for tickets. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, none of us went to the game. Um, I think we had mentioned it in our drunk podcast <laughs> that uh, my uh, my baby shower uh, took place on Sunday and therefore uh, unable to attend the game. David watched most of it while he was live tweeting and I was uh, busy playing host and doing all kinds of stuff around the house. And I think in the second half is when we started opening presents and, uh, oh that yeah, took... oh that started in the first half, dude. Did that really start you, in the yeah, first half? You guys took ninety fucking minutes to open presents. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> that, that oh, sounds, dang that it. sounds right. That sounds dang right. It. I, I, I apologize guys. I, Donovan what, got you on were my trying ca- not to cuss. Yeah, Donovan got on my case. He's like, "Dad, I want to listen to an episode. You got to stop saying bad words." I'm like, mm, "I don't know, Donovan. dude. All you all you got to do is not cuss for 15 minutes because he'll turn it off. He'll turn, yeah, he'll minutes. tune out. <laughs> and, but but look, I failed. I said it in the first five minutes. Oh, I um, not even just with the three minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's probably three minutes in. Uh, well, maybe a penalty show at some point. <laughs> not balls and beers, obviously. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of cursing in that. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, um, I think it's a fitting end, uh, for, I mean, the season's not quite over yet. We still have one more game, but, uh, for the last home game, I think it's, um, good that we ended up, um, winning. We ended up, uh, the, uh, the, the home season on a positive note. Um, it was Allison Drini who got the, uh, the two goals and assisted on a yep. third. Also very fitting, uh, for the season as he was pretty much our only offensive, uh, of we- uh, weapon the entire season. If it wasn't for him, oh, we, God, man, we, we, we probably would have shattered the like loss record. <laughs> you got in, in a way that that, that probably would be untouchable. It's, you got to respect. You got to respect. 
no doubt. No the doubt. Other, the other offensive juggernaut that is on our team. I'm, of course, talking about Dave Romney. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was true. Ended he, up number he, one. He has contributed. Was it him or Steris? <laughs> no, yeah, it, the combination of the two uh, had more more goals than any of our forwards. So yeah, so there's that. Um, yeah, uh, I, I didn't really get to watch the game. I saw the highlights. Um, from what I'm hearing on social media, it seems to be a pretty complete game. Yeah, uh, a game that took all of uh, 33 games to uh, finally accomplish. Yeah, overall. And, Overall, they did well on the ball. They were able to pass and hold possession way more than they ever had this entire season. They were able to uh, pass the ball on one one touches back and forth. They were able to keep Minnesota away from them um, and away from the ball the majority of the game. I was actually surprised how how bad Minnesota did. That's what I was kind of shocked. I was like, is Minnesota playing just really bad or is Galaxy playing much better? better they did play much better but well, i do think minnesota did play bad I, I've, seen I also, them, I've seen minnesota play much think, better than that this yeah. season I, yes. I think it's a combination <laughs> of both to be honest i think that um minnesota's finishing was bad let's just put, put it right there okay, i mean the whole, the whole game was bad. Look really no, good the, the whole game for them was bad the possession was is, bad for them their attacking was bad their finishing was bad they, they i've seen minnesota play much better than that this well season. this is a team that you know when you looked at the calendar, even when our uh, uh, our season was already over back in July or August, this is one of the games where you're thinking, okay, the Galaxy better be winning this game. They should win this game. But then you look back at that, you know, the past month and a half or so, and Minnesota has road wins against Montreal, against mm-hmm. Atlanta, mm-hmm. against Chicago. That one was the shocking one, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that only happened in the last, like, two months. Month and a half. That's what I'm saying. The yeah. past month and a half. So all of a sudden, Minnesota was winning some of these games that they were not supposed to be winning. Yeah, they, they were and not. And we're obviously not doing any better. And we're thinking to ourselves, crap, this may not be an automatic win yep. um, after all. In fact, none of us had the Galaxy winning this game in no, Balls and Beers this past week. No. Um, draw, so. But- yeah. So, so, so during halftime, I'm over here rooting for Minnesota so I can get my damn points. <laughs> well, come yeah, on, Minnesota. Point, come on. Uh, after after uh, after the first goal, I was like, oh, okay. No, I, I was I, no, one. I wanted my points because <laughs> it would have been it would have been ten points for me. <laughs> yeah, it would have been ten points for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I know that people are saying, okay, well, why now? And yeah, the the win was a little bit pointless, but. Um, Preseason, bro. As exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. Well, We've that was a lot. That's what that, they were bringing months. that up so a lot in, in, in the go. commentating. They were bringing that up a lot in the commentating. Well, yeah. they have nothing else to, to play for. Well, that's exactly yeah. what yeah. we said two months yeah. ago. That yeah. these last games, look, you've been eliminated, or you're all but eliminated. Yeah. So you're pretty much preparing for 2018, and that's that's kind of what we're playing for here. The past two months have been nothing but preseason. Who's gonna stay? Uh, next year, and who's gonna um, not be a part of those plans? I mean, so, I just think that's sad, anyways. But well, yeah, I guess I don't well, know. If, this I, is a necessity because of what happened this year. Because well, no, of what the FO did, it was an or unfortunate didn't or didn't do. It was an unfortunate necessity. That now we're gonna have to start all over again. This time with a different game plan, hopefully a better one. A game plan, I think, is is the key. A no, they had, no, they, they had a game plan. <laughs> I'm it not was sure. just I wouldn't very, call it very a necessity. not well thought out. I wouldn't call it a necessity. I just, well, I would call it something that we f- we have fallen into. And it's just what's happening now. It's not a necessity to me. The game plan is not a necessity? 
No, it's just what we've fallen into. It's just now that we're playing okay, actually better, it doesn't mean it's a preseason necessity. It's just, just what we're falling into. It's just oh. now we've, ta- we've de- they've taken this long to actually connect. Oh, well, thank goodness. Well, I, I don't know I, if you I'm guys... I'm not going to put stock into just one game at the end of the season like, to say it's no, a precursor we'll, to we'll what see, we'll we see might how well see they do it. in the you know, we'll next season. How, we'll and see then, how well they do against Dallas. Well, away, unfortunately, so. Dallas is not very good either. So yeah, Dallas is, uh, who is, knows? is very likely to miss the playoffs. I, 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 yeah. In fact, I... They're I, out, dude. They're, yeah, they're, they're out. Like, they're tied uh, for sixth right now, but we'll get to... Well, we're going to get to that in the recap. I'm just saying I'm not... Uh, optimistic that we're going to play the same way we did at home this this prior game in Dallas. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I, look, I don't know if you guys, or I don't know if the, the, the front office or the coaching staff at the LA Galaxy knows how preseason works, but usually preseason you kind of you know you get <laughs> warmed up a few before the season you know you don't you don't have preseason and then go dormant for three and a half months <laughs> or four months. Um, well, Jazzy did. <laughs> oh yeah, Jazzy did. Well, let's uh, talk Giazzi about had a year-long preseason apparently. <laughs> and no, no, but that, to to what Bobby was saying earlier about how uh, passes were being connected and we looked like we knew what we were going to do with the ball when we had possession. Jazzy wasn't on the field. That's why. Like Ooh. that's a big yeah. part of it. Yeah. yeah, they had initiative on the field as well for sure. Um, and you're right, Jazzy wasn't on the field. I thought Jonathan Dos Santos looked really good in the midfield. He's um, been growing. He's been growing every game. He's been I doing mean, pretty well. No, we, 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 all three of us are not Jonah haters. We're we're not. Um, we're we're geo haters. We're just we're just <laughs> we're just haters of the idea of Jonah. <laughs> the idea that we needed a player like that. And yeah, granted, sure, we needed a player like that, but we needed more than that. We needed something. Yeah, else. We needed and, not, else. and, 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 and it David didn't have said to take it. This if, long. if Jonah was signed. In the preseason, we'd be okay with it, but yeah. he wasn't. He was signed. Oh no, yeah, it was in, it was in, in the, the situation and the circumstances. Right. Yeah. And I even said if they signed him in if they signed him in January to a pre-contract and said okay <clears throat> he's coming in August, I would have been perfectly happy with that. That would have been absolutely fine. Well, but we don't get what we we want don't get what we time. want all the time. But <laughs> speaking of getting what we want all the time, uh, the Riot Squad announced their Player of the Year. It goes to none other than Alex Hunter. Wait, oh no, sorry, that's the typo. <laughs> it went to it went to Ramon Alessandrini. Uh, I don't think there's any argument there. I personally voted for Cosmo, but uh, but I think Ramon Alessandrini is a good second choice. I was actually going to ask you who did you vote for? <laughs> second choice. Um, well, I, if you listen to this podcast, uh, I'm going to say that chances are you listen to the Riot Squadcast, so you know. That the uh, the Riot Squad Player of the Year doesn't necessarily mean the best player on the field, um, and that they they award, you know what, you know what what, what the Riot what Squad the, what embodies. the Riot Squad embodies. There you go. Someone who fights for the team, somebody who bleeds for the team, um, somebody who gives their heart to the team. That's um, what they. Kind that's of what pretty they much, yeah. Uh, Pretty much, uh, not necessarily MVP. I just think this year was kind of one of those years that who else could you possibly have given it to? Uh, the only uh, I mean, we could go d- we can go down the line, but that is no. the, that is our first pick. Yeah. Well, you're probably gonna have well Emma. Uh, no, and, well, Cole and will Cole. be the next one for me. Emma and, and Cole then, are the and then only Emma, two, yeah, yeah. and which is why I probably would have voted for Cosmo uh, <laughs> the same way, but. Uh, I'm not going to argue Alessandrini, I think. Cosmo um, puts, this, puts as much effort on the field as 
as many Gio of the players, even and more. And yes, sir. <laughs> more, more, more than that's those what, guys. That's what I'm saying. I mean. That's why I said even more. Yeah. Um, the Galaxy, on the other end, have yet to announce their Player of the Year. Uh, unlike previous seasons, they normally award these in the last home game of the season. Uh, the Galaxy have said that they're going to announce their awards after the season is over. I, well, the player of the year is going to be Geo guys. Don't just, yes, they don't want to riot on their hands at the stuff hub. So they're going to be like, Oh, we'll, we'll announce it when uh, nobody's going to be here. Right. Right. Uh, it's going to be Geo. I, I don't know. I don't really, I don't believe that'll happen. I think it's evident and I don't think they'll, they'll, they'll be calling Geo out. I think they would give it to Alessandrini. I really do. I may be wrong, but I really, well, I don't think I, they're realistically, I agree with you, Bobby. I think, I it's, really I think do. it's cynical. I think it's your cynical opinions. Um, but I think, but I don't think they're going to do it. Because, uh, I mean, there's not many fans out there that are really harping for Geo out there. There just isn't. In the field, in the stadium, I don't hear it. Um, sure. I, I, I agree. I don't think that there's people in the stadium that really I mean, say, oh, Geo is clearly the best player on this team. Like, everybody else just doesn't see it. Except, well, Geo is the only one that's saying that. Um, but I, I kind of have a feeling that the reason they haven't announced... Uh, the end of season awards, especially the player of the year, is probably because they're in negotiation with Ashley Cole right now to sign him on for 2018. He says that he says that he'd like to stay um, and that the ball is in L.A.'s court right now. Um, mm-hmm. But it just makes sense that uh, if uh, if they have a player who they're currently in contract negotiations with, they're not going to go throw him a player of the year award. So that his agent goes, oh, OK, now you got to pay up. <laughs> Uh, so, I so I, I, I kind of, I, I kind of have a feeling that it's going to be Ashley Cole. Um, so, okay. So you brought up Ashley Cole. And so now we know that, uh, they they are in talks, uh, for yeah. a renegotiating contract next season. So, uh, Ashley Cole has actually come out and said he wants to be here. Uh, yeah, he wants really to nice. continue playing, um, which kind of is a surprise. Many people thought he would be out. People thought he would get the fuck out of Dodge based on what happened this season with the Galaxy. Like, why would you want to go out like that? Um, you know, if other uh, English teams are offering me a contract, I'm going to go right back home and whatnot. Um, I think it's good that he uh, that he wants to stay. But I am going to say this. Um, so, again, for the record, I'm glad that he'll be back next season. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. I think it's uh, a leadership role that, we, uh, that the Galaxy definitely need. However... Here is what you where you have to be careful what you wish for. Um, when we gave Robbie Keane another year in his contract, he I don't want to say he was a bust, but his age showed in uh, uh, last year. Um, and it was. It would be naive to believe that you're saying to yourself, well, look at his age. We shouldn't offer him another contract when he had a pretty decent season the, the season before. So you obviously want him back. With Ashley Cole, here's a 37-year-old defender. He has lost a step. He's still doing fine. But we have to be wary of what if he has that Robbie Keane-type year next season and as a defender. Well, um, I, think you could, I think you could say that to anybody. I mean, look at what happened to Van Damme. I mean, we didn't expect him to have a really horrible off year, year the, the following year of him being so incredibly fantastic. Right, and, and um, I, under, and I, I understand that. Anybody. But I'm talking about not just because of, you know, off-the-field issues or maybe even complacency. I'm talking about just straight age. 
Your yeah. guy's 37, will be 38 by next season as a defender. I mean, that is way beyond uh, your years there. And uh, in, in a league that is getting a bit faster, <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm kind of scared that, well, as much as we want this guy back, will it come back to bite us in the ass? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing for me. I think you have a guy uh, like like Cole who he's a smart player. He is a guy who can read the game. Read the game well. He's a guy who Has the hasn't been hasn't been venturing far up the field this year that like he did last year and staying up the field. Uh, he's been more aware of his defensive responsibilities. And I think he makes the adjustment in and knowing um, that he's going to be obviously a year older. He's not going to recover as fast and the league is getting faster. Having said that, do you think that I don't think it's fair to compare the form of a forward to the form of a defender year to year? I think a defender can stay more consistent. Yell Van Damme aside. Um, I think that it's easier for a defender to kind of keep on the pace that he's been on. Now, here's the crazy thing about this. And Bobby, I think you can agree with me here is, uh, this is Bobby and, and myself arguing with Lewis about keeping Ashley Cole, uh, Bobby and I, who well, there's differences a big fan, big fans of him last year. Um, and I stand by, I, I myself stand by my assessment of Ashley Cole. I'm sure Bobby stands. I do too. uh, His assessment of Ashley Cole 2017. Um, I don't want to say he so much has changed my mind, but he changed the way he played. He still had the same to me. It was never about his heart and determination it was more about sort of the, the the weird little nitpicky things that I was that I was on uh, on him, and I think he fixed a lot of that stuff this year for me. Um, and he was also it also helped that he was you know one of the best players on one of the worst teams we've ever seen. <laughs> um, I think that given limited minutes uh, or limiting his minutes, he can be an asset to us next year. Because this team needs leadership. Um, well, I never said that I don't want him back. I'm, I want him back next season. No, All I'm say saying is just be wary because it is possible. And the consistency of a, of a striker and a defender, yes, they're very, very different. Um, if you're out of form and you're not scoring and your team is dependent on that, that's going to be a lot more different than uh, a defender, you know, he keeping his form is just keeping his man in front of him. <laughs> so, I mean, th- there is a difference in, um, in jobs Absolutely. right there, but yeah. um, if, if you're starting to see like, you know, certain, um, certain strikers, certain games where Cole it, it has lost a step, just be prepared that it could be uh, more often next season. It may not be, it may not be. It, it could be that, you know, he, uh, he knows he's losing uh, a few steps. He knows that he's, uh, He's up in age. Um, he's basically um, said that I- I'm going to go until my legs give out. So he's going the uh, the whole way through. If only our national team had that type of mentality. Um, but um, <laughs> stop. no, I'm not going to stop. And, um, 
you know, and, and hopefully he is a smart enough player to adjust to that. Like, hey, you know what? I'm probably not going to be able to catch up to this. I'm probably not going to be able to do this. I'm, I'm going to be re- relying on a position here or I'm going to be relying on something else. So hopefully his intelligence um, will take over if, uh, if that happens. But what I'm saying is just be wary that it is a possibility that, you know, you might see that his, his age uh, next season. But no, I'm, if, if he does resign, which I'm hoping he does, I'll be yeah, very happy. Yep. We understand what you're saying. Yeah. So um, he also said, um, I, and I believe this was in an exclusive interview with uh, Josh Gessman of Corner of the Galaxy. So he also said that um, there's going to be a lot of changes next season, as if he already knows what those changes are going to be. Um, and the way I interpreted that uh, particular uh, statement was, I want to be a part of those changes. Yeah, he feels I, optimistic to be a right, part of it. Exactly. I think he wants to be here to be a part of those changes. And uh, he's hoping that... And maybe just right the wrong from this season. Right, exactly. Um, and I think... I kind of think he has the upper hand here when it comes to the negotiations. And let's oh, be yeah. honest. You're going up against Klein Vienas. You're going to get the better uh, end of that stick there. So... Um, but it, it does seem that he knows that there's going to be changes. He knows that something's up. And uh, that he definitely wants to be a part of it. So that has me a little optimistic, uh, or at least cautiously optimistic, about what those changes could be. Um, and though I'm not excited for the offseason, I'm definitely looking forward to something, some something even better than what we had last season. Because I wasn't excited for last season. I probably should have been, and it's a good thing I wasn't. Um, but this year, I'm just really curious as to see what this front office, should it be the, s- the same one or the old one, just to see what type of changes really are made. Yeah, put Whoa. Ashley Cole as the GM. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get, uh, I don't know, let's see. Let's put Giassi in the president. I don't know. You know? You know? You know? <laughs> put the beer down. Well, let's talk, can, t- let's talk about Giassi can David. get us to where we want to be. David, go. Let's go. Let's go over the actual game and the goals that were scored. Oh, did we not do that yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, you said not. it doesn't matter, David. It, it, well, really, it doesn't. The it, season, it does, the it season does. is f- all but over. Um, Alessandrini opens up the score for us um, early on. Very nice goal in the eleventh in the eleventh minute, assisted by Giovanni dos Santos, guys. Um, I, call, he, uh, I call shenanigans. He what takes is that? Uh, two, two assists in two games. <laughs> he takes uh, he Giovanni takes a quick restart. Uh, Alessandrini gets up the uh, the right side in in what I'm going to go ahead and call a vintage Roman Roman Alessandrini goal. Uh, tight angle and uh, he hits the far post uh, with his shot. Uh, very nice goal. Um, and then uh, in the 22nd minute. Uh, Alessandrini sends a outside of the foot cross and uh, Jonathan Dos Santos at the top of the box hit a booming header, knocks off the underside of the post and bounces across the line. One of my favorite goals to see scored. I love balls (laughs) that hit the underside of the post and bounce down and in. Um, There was a, there was about like a, what, like a full 60 seconds before yeah, they're the, more, right? I mean, Minnesota went on the attack, and they they uh, they actually had a shot on target. I think until they they the ref actually had to stop the game 
to uh, get a VAR result on that goal. Yeah, was it? Did he use VAR? I don't re- recall did, him he going, did, going he to did, look he at. Did, he didn't go to look at it, but he did hear, hear the. He did uh, listen to his the sideline VAR ref tell him that was a goal, and then he went ahead and uh, gave it in. But he did not go personally. Oh, okay. To go see okay. It. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't recall him going over to look at the video board. He it's didn't. possible that he saw the replay on the on the video screen. No, he was um, listening to it. On he was his, listening uh, to it in earpiece. his in his earpiece. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was in the twenty second minute. Uh, Minnesota had their chances. Um, Diop made some good saves. Uh, he actually caught a ball. Um, what? It wasn't, it wasn't in the air. It wasn't in the air. It was, it <laughs> that was on the never ground. stopped him before. He, he, he had a pretty good game. This he game too. he did have a good game. Well, when you um, have a clean sheet, you got to figure it was a good game. No, but I mean, there was some danger. There was some dangerous no strikes, though. There, I mean, there was some dangerous strikes that he did. St- he did stop. Both of you, my guys, make a good point there. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then Alessandrini again in the ninety-third minute, tacks on the. Uh, the third goal, he completes his who, brace. Who was, uh, Jermaine Jones. Jermaine Jones. That's it. Was a beautiful volley over to to him. Yep. Good recognition. Um, he caught Alessandrini's run. Uh, so somebody on this team has vision, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Alessandrini, uh, you know, basically uh, up the left side, um, already had the defenders beat on the on the on the run. And, I mean, he looked uh, all alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had some <laughs> defenders kind of close to him, but, you know, there was no way they were going to get the inside step on him, and he just sends it far post. Both Alessandrini goals, I feel like Shuttleworth probably could have saved. Or, or I agree. Or in, under different circumstances, maybe he gets something to it, but he didn't. I so agree, that's yes, yeah, it didn't happen. You know, so. ultimately, <laughs> it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah, it really didn't. A uh, good placement by uh, Alessandrini and just bad goalkeeping by uh, Shuttleworth. Because, yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure how, especially the first goal. I'm not exactly sure how he missed the I'm, first goal. It was I think a, both are the same. I'm not sure if maybe a defender got in his way and he didn't see the ball until too, it was too late. But um, I think he I'm, just I'm not his reaction. So I, I think it, it's just his reactions were just too slow on both. That's yeah. All. When I when I played rec, uh, when I played rec soccer, um, one of the things that I found I tended to 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 be able to pull off is uh, I, I you know I play defender usually I'm either a center back or a right back or which left is why back. we always lost. Um, but one of the things that I tended to do is if I Ooh, hit a if I hit a long ball up the line and uh, the ball di- started to dip and the defender on the other team you know usually I'd f- I'd see a guy making a run I hit a long ball apparently I put enough topspin on it that. When the ball fell, the defender misjudged it, and so when it bounced, it would usually go under the defender's foot and you find and find the uh, the runner. You sure it had nothing to do with the uh, horrible field conditions and hitting all the choppy, you know, potholes? It doesn't matter. That's where we play. <laughs> Every everybody's I'm just saying. everybody's got to deal with the same thing. Well, Whether no, that because was or we not, were, because I did it across. Well, I did we it across were the weaker those fields. opponents. Yeah. So the, 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 the better opponent ball. had a lot of trouble because they weren't playing in pristine conditions. Right. Exactly. Um, we, you know, we weren't afraid to get our feet wet. Um, oh, I was uh, on the on the river on the on the, on the river to West Covina. There was a mud um, hole there. It was icky. <laughs> Oh man, remember those? Remember that one field we played in where like the entire center circle was just mud? Yeah. Like as soon as you stepped in it, it was like stepping on clay face. Yeah. Um, That's real soccer, man. Yeah, it's real 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 football, man. That's what it is. 
Um, no, because this was uh, also the case uh, when I played on the <laughs> actually, indoor. Remember, you know what? I actually, and now that I think about it, now I do remember that particular field and that particular game because I said if I ended up scoring a goal, that I would go head first yeah, into the right. mud hole and I ended up scoring the goal and I didn't end up doing yeah, it. So you out. guys just picked me up and just tossed <laughs> me in the mud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to get I... you on that, that mudslide to Russia. Um, <laughs> mudslide to Russia. Sorry. All right. Do it. Yeah. Song. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I, what the hell were we talking about? I don't know. Anyway, we were just wrapping. We were wrapping, yeah, wrapping, we're, we're we're wrapping up Galaxy, mm. and that's it. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> uh, Doesn't right, matter. Well, breakbeat. You know, we're 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 coming. We're coming to the close of the season. Uh, teams are making are making moves. Um, teams are are closing out. They're having their last games. Um, Something popped up today, guys, and I have to ask you about it because it's super interesting to me. It has absolutely nothing to do with the Galaxy. It has everything to do with MLS. Uh, Anthony Precourt, the owner of uh, Crew SC, he he purchased the Columbus Crew from uh, the Hunt family and um, and rebranded them to Crew SC a few years ago. He did some upgrades to Maffrey Stadium, or what is now Maffrey Stadium, what was then Columbus Crew Stadium. Um if you guys remember, the scoreboard caught on fire a couple of years ago uh, during a, during a game. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Precourt said today that if he can't get a stadium deal for a down for a new downtown stadium, he's gonna move the team to Austin, Texas, in 2019. So okay, this is a this is a classic sports owner. Move. This is a major uh, league. Uh, yeah, Al, sort of. Al Davis did it uh, uh, with the Raiders. Um, lots of other teams have done it. Basically, well, if you don't give me what I want, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna take my team and I'm gonna go. Uh, who was it? The 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 team that moved in the middle of the night. There was a football team that like up and moved oh, in the middle of the uh, night. The Colts. The Colts. I think it was the Baltimore Colts, yeah. and they moved to Indianapolis. Um. <laughs> I'm just, and, I'm just seeing it all in the middle of the night. Here, let's go, guys. No, it, it really did happen that way, dude. I know that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, apparently, um, Anthony Precourt oh, is is from it, it. It was a Colts. Uh, yeah, Anthony Precourt is from Austin. Um, that's where he lives. Uh, when he bought the team, I think he had every intention of always doing this. Uh, a statement was was released today by uh, Precourt and Darn Garber, and Darn Garber has basically said. Yeah, well, you know, if it's a viable option, then it's a viable option. We need to be able to sustain our teams. Uh, so this looks like it's all but going to happen, guys. It's This really does look like it's going to happen. Interesting. Uh, Crew SC is going to move to Austin. And uh, and now the names for the, uh, the, the possible rebranded crew are flying around. One of our favorites is... Uh, <laughs> You know, a lot of these teams, they, they become Real something or United something or Sporting yeah, it's same, something. It's the same ones. Yeah, it's all the same. But yeah. this has to be one of my favorites, guys. Will, if the team moves to Austin, do you think that they'll be called Austin Villa? I fully endorse this idea. 100%. <laughs> I, I will move the team just so I can hear that name in the league. I swear, that I is so 
hilarious. Oh, it's, it's, it's not going to be. It's, it's not, not going to be, be it. But it's it's so it's so brilliant. Well, then I quit. Because it, yeah, <laughs> I quit MLS. Um, it is so brilliant in that it makes fun of itself and the league, yet original enough to have that like catchiness. Like you know what? It, this may well, actually work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 why it's good. Yeah, it's so so great because <laughs> it has but, all those things. But here's what I'm going to say about that. that I think that it. there's a couple things that that I do want to say. Number one, um, I think it sucks. To be honest, I think that. Columbus being one of the original 10 in the league to just have a new owner up and move them without prior warning, um, without any sort of, um, I mean, it's just so abrupt to be moving it to his hometown. I think that's just so wrong for the, uh, the city of Columbus. Well, this is uh, the, the Springfield isotopes all over again, right? Yeah, it, it really is just... Um, <laughs> it, it's sad. I don't think the people of uh, of Columbus uh, I like, deserve that. I like that. how that just went through like like normal. I know it's not something <laughs> that you uh, that you know it, the it's all but gone now, and especially after what happened a week ago. But you can kiss that uh, you know U.S. Mexico up in uh, Ohio rivalry goodbye. Well, that's that's all but gone anyway because right, uh, the mystique uh, Mexico, is now gone. Mexico broke the dos acero. Right. This or last year yeah. uh, in November, it started off this horrible cycle of ours. Um, uh, but uh, the second thing I do want to say is that a lot of people and there are there are differences, obviously, uh, and I am going to be biased in some of these. But um, there is a difference between soccer and any other sport and the way that we look at it and the way that the fans look at it. Um it's pretty normal for a football team to just up and relocate and it sucks, but we move on. We live with it. It's okay if it happens in baseball and basketball and they rebrand, but when it comes to soccer, there's something different there. There's something that really just hits a nerve with the fans and with the rest of the league where we just feel for those, uh, the people in that city. Um, people always say that, well, this isn't a franchise. It's a club. Well, it's a franchise. The bottom line is, it's still a business. Whether you want to admit it or not, the it league as a business. and <laughs> the teams, they are a business. And if the owners feel that they can make more money elsewhere or by doing something different than what the fans would like, then that's something that we're going to have to um, you know, accept. Um, there has been talk you know, uh, among the many different topics after the debacle of the United States uh, national team last week about, you know, the league and uh, NASL, uh, USL all getting together and have a common goal so that the national team can be better. Um, and one of the to- talking points was, you know, the owners need to stop thinking about money and they start need to start thinking about uh, player development and quality so that it, you know, transcends into the national team. And that's fine and dandy, but that's just not the way things work here in America. If it's not making money, then it's, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's garbage. Um, that's true for anybody uh, or any legal um, in this country. And I, I don't think soccer is going to be the exception to that. Um, in a way, I really can't blame the owner for doing this, but uh, I don't agree with it. Um, and I feel for uh, the city of Columbus, and hopefully they are awarded a new expansion team some somewhere down the line because uh, uh, being one of the original 10, 
it just kind of sucks that just abruptly now you get uh, the team taken away from you. Uh, same with uh, what happened to San Jose a few years back. But, you know, fuck San Jose. So whatever. <laughs> and they still got a team. And they still have a team because, and you know. And they still brought Wando over. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> God damn you, Riley. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that's what I have to say about well, that. We'll see what happens. But if. They do relocate, and that name's not Austin Villa. Then fuck them. <laughs> well, look, things. I think things turned out okay for Newton Heath Football Club, um, Who? also known as Manchester United. Who? Uh, you know, hopefully Columbus, hopefully Crew SC does not reloc- relocate, and Austin gets its own uh, franchise. But if they do relocate to Austin, then all all the more all the more for it. You know, I, I you know. Better, better that they relocate than they contract. Um, yeah, that's one way of looking at it, I suppose. Uh, well, with so. that, let's get into the MLS recap for week 32. We're almost done, you guys. There's one more week left in this league in this year that has been so crap for us. But here we are Yay. covering it for MLS you guys. Recap. MLS recap. Hi, mom. All 30 of you. Um, a good number. Uh, all right, starting off with the uh, Houston SKC sandwich. Let's get it kicked off with Wednesday's match. Houston trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. 32nd minute, Madronda receives a ball at the top of the 18 and rips one with the outside of his boot. Puts Sporting Kansas City up 1-0. In the 63rd minute, AJ sends one across to uh, Martinez, who one times it into the back of the net for Houston. And in the 76th minute, Martinez plays a free kick in, and Eric Palmer Brown knocks it into his own net to give Houston the 2-1 lead, or 2-1 win to start the week off and keep their playoff hopes alive. They actually, I think it would have been after their second encounter in Kansas City, but Houston has clinched the playoff spot. They cannot be eliminated from the playoffs. Um... They can finish as high as second place, uh, but no lower than uh, fifth place, which is where they currently are right now. So, But a lot of things have to go their way in order for them to finish second. Chances are they're going to stay in fifth. I would say most likely they're going to end up in... I'm sorry. The highest that they'll possibly go realistically, I believe, is possibly fourth. But... Um, yeah, they have a, at least a clinched a playoff spot. All right. Uh, New York Red Bull versus Atlanta. This one ends 0-0, but this was a giant battle back and forth between two playoff-bound teams. In the 33rd minute, Luis Robles comes way off his line and hits a ball straight to Gressel, who is about 30 yards out, but he his shot is well wide of the net. Uh, Robles dodges a bullet on that one. Uh, Clushin hits the post. Vialba shoots just wide of the, the net before the end of the half. Uh, in the 65th minute, Bradley Wright Phillips gets played in, and Guzan does just enough to force the ball over the bar. Uh, Veron nearly gets a goal, but Guzan stops him, and the ball is cleared off the line by Martinez. Uh, a uh, very entertaining 0-0, and these, team, these two teams are teams that look like they are ready to start the playoffs. The very intense game. The New York Red Bulls have clinched a playoff spot, but they can only uh, they're they're locked into the sixth seed. 
So they will not be uh, hosting or at least have any home field advantage throughout any of the playoffs. Uh, Atlanta, um, who was on the verge of possibly locking, not locking, but at least overtaking the second spot in the East, lost at home to Minnesota, unable to get a win in New York. They fall into fourth place. Uh, Chicago ends up leapfrogging them. Um, They're still only two points behind NYCFC, but now they are only one point ahead of Columbus, who also won their game um, this past week. So Atlanta can actually go from what could have been uh, one of the top two seeds in the East and a uh, a buy in the in the uh, opening round to possibly not even hosting the opening uh, playoff match in the fifth seed. Man, the fucking East. Yep. Yeah, the East the is just East crazy. Crazy. Yeah, from <laughs> sixth to fifth place, uh, three points separate. Speaking of Chicago, uh, Chicago played Philadelphia. Uh, the fire get off to a good start with uh, Nemanja Nikolic, uh, the golden boot leader, put Chicago up 1-0 one z- uh, in the third minute. Uh, but the lead doesn't last long. Kappel half will turn the ball into his own net in the sixth minute to give Philadelphia the equalizer in the 13th minute. Bedoya gets played in on the right side. Uh, bouncing ball. Bedoya pokes it past the Chicago keeper to make it 2-1 to Philly. In the 64th minute, Nikolic makes it 2-2 from the penalty spot and in the uh, and adds his 23rd of the season in the 78th minute. Just when you think Chicago had forgotten about the World Cup, Nemanja Nikolic pulls a Messi <laughs> and wills his team to victory on a hat trick. Uh, this is the first hat trick, right? For Nikolic, I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. Good for him. Um, so as I mentioned it, uh, because of the win, Chicago ends up leapfrogging Atlanta. They will... They currently hold the uh, number three seed in the uh, Eastern Conference. Um, only one point behind NYCFC. So decision day, there is going to be a lot of stake for a lot of teams, especially those top five, uh, or at least the, not the top five, Toronto's already locked up. Um, but the, uh, the, the four placement. teams in the middle, um, they're all fighting for placement. Um, Chicago will have to travel to Houston on decision day. NYCFC will be hosting Columbus. You'll find out our picks and balls and beers to see where where we stand with these games, but it's going to be tight. And I didn't mention this before. Um, Atlanta, with probably the most difficult opponent, they will host Toronto, but mm-hmm. having already locked up um, everything, I'm not sure if they're going to you know, start their starters or not. Push in fact, hard. I hope Bradley and Altador are off somewhere, you know, in a ditch somewhere. Splashing but, in puddles. Yeah, uh, speaking of Toronto, uh, <laughs> Toronto FC are presented with their supporter shield right in front of their rivals. In the sixth minute, Marky Delgado smacks one off the post. And 16th minute, Altador will get on the end of a deflection and put one in the back of the net. I couldn't do that last Could've, week, though, huh? Couldn't do it last week against far inferior opponents. Uh, in the 20th minute, uh, Mancosu reads a misplayed ball by uh, Toronto defense, and he's in all alone on goal. Bono makes himself big and blocks the shot. 45th minute, Donadello hits one from way out. The ball bounces off of Bono's chest and falls straight to Mancosu, who pokes a chip shot, and somehow Bono gets a hand to it and makes a save. Mancosu was offside, however. It was incredible nonetheless. Uh, 46th minute, TFC still probing Montreal. 
Uh, Jovinko in the box, cuts the ball back, gets taken down for a penalty. Sebo will knock the penalty off the post, but referee Ted Uncle will call the penalty to be retaken as the keeper was way off his line. Uh, the game is cruel, however. Jovinko will bang one off the post again. Ball don't lie, guys. Uh, Jovinko misses two penalties in a row. Uh, in the 51st minute, Victor Cabrera. How is that so? Victor Cabrera hits a shot off both posts. It goes behind Bono. And guess who's there to tap it in? It's Mancosu. But guess what? Bono gets to the ball first and smothers it. This was not Mancosu's night. After that, I was just like, dude, just just sub off, dude. You're, you're not you're not doing anything. Come on. <laughs> Poor Mancosu. He was just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Um TFC will win the game, tie the 1998 LA Galaxy for the most points in a season at 68. Greg Vanny now holds both milestones, one as a player and one as a coach. Uh, and uh, news from Montreal, Piotti will be back in 2018. He signed a new contract. Awesome. I'd nice. love to hear that. I'm, I'm glad he's uh, not going into the sunset quite yet. Um, one little thing about the uh, tying the record from the 1998 Galaxy. Um, I, depending on how you want to look at this, the Galaxy had that record with less games played, by the way. Um, but they also have less opponents to deal with. So take that as you may. Um, where Toronto had to deal with, you know, 21 other teams, uh, the Galaxy only had to do it with, I believe, like 10 or 11 other teams. So nearly half of the league was not uh, in existence while the Galaxy did this. But they also play at least 12 more games than they're currently playing right now. So it's just a matter of opinion. I would, say, I would say the difficulty went up as, as well as the amount of games went up. Um, yeah. I, would, I call it a wash. Uh, next up is Orlando versus Columbus. Um, this is uh this will be the last time out for Kaká as he departs Orlando after this game and and uh if you guys saw the pregame um during the national anthem Kaká was overcome with emotion even he said the United States didn't make it <laughs> he he uh <laughs> he, he couldn't hold back the tears as he knew this was his last time out sure. with Orlando um none of us could hold back the tears Ricky that was uh that was a beautiful moment um with Orlando out of the playoff running, uh, the atmosphere in the stadium was actually very lively. Uh, in the 15th minute, Justin Miram dances his way through the Orlando defense, but his shot is wide of the near post. 67th minute, Pipa with the outside of his uh, outside of his boot pass to Hector Jimenez, who was all alone, and the Gal- former Galaxy midfielder plays it across the six to Ola Kamara to give the birthday boy a goal and rain on Kaká's farewell. Uh, Columbus hold on for the win 1-0 after the match Kaká makes his rounds to say goodbye to the crowd Uh, he's called home for the last three seasons a team that he's helped launch and although they haven't had success on the field you can't deny that Orlando has been a successful MLS team Mm -hmm. um sure Uh, I just want to say uh (laughs) yeah whatever uh, I do want to say that uh, I'm going to miss uh, seeing Kaká here in the league. Uh, the guy is a class act all the way. Uh, the guy bled Orlando. Um, 
he uh, he was a joy to watch ever since his uh, you know his first season um, with the expansion team uh, three seasons ago. Uh, very sad to see him go. Uh, I wish him the best of luck. Um, on the other side of that coin, uh, Columbus getting a uh, road victory um, is currently in the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, one behind Atlanta, two behind Chicago, and three behind NYFC. They will, uh, on decision day, they will travel to uh, Yankee Stadium. Actually, I don't even think it's Yankee Stadium. No, um, they're going gonna, to some other place. Yeah, they're going place. to some other place, uh, some other baseball field uh, in New York. Um, I don't think they could overtake New York City. I think, or actually, I think they might. They might have more wins if they were win- to win there. They would win the tiebreaker. Goal differential is not the tiebreaker here. I think it's wins. Head-to-head. Or is it is head-to-head? It, it might be head-to-head. Okay, it might be head-to-head, uh, in which case I'm not entirely sure of how they ended up here. Um, but the one thing that I am kind of uh, surprised at is that if I tell you I'm sorry, uh, Columbus is uh, fifth place in the East, you're saying, yeah, okay. They're also the fifth best team in all of MLS which is actually kind of odd because... Right. Good for Austin, yeah, Texas. Yeah, good for Austin Villa there because uh, you're going to get a pretty decent team headed your way. <laughs> uh, again, really sad for the for the Columbus fans there. But yeah, fifth best team in the in MLS. That's, uh, that's interesting. I never would have really thought it until huh. I saw it. Uh, speaking of NYCFC, uh, not a great night for them uh, against New England. Uh, 25th minute, Jack Harrison lets a ball get a little bit too far away from him. He goes in for a studs-up tackle, misses and catches a player. Uh, he sees a straight red, and NYCFC will play a man down for the rest of the match. 51st minute, Diego Fagundes tees up a ball at the top of the 18, places it top shelf over Sean Johnson, uh, and then Fagundes will get his second in the 92nd minute to beat... Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, scores the winner. For, uh, for that uh, to be NYCFC. In the final moments of the game, uh, Kyrie Shelton will get on the end of a long ball uh, to touch a ball past Brad Knighton, uh, and he pulls one back for NYCFC. Uh, breaking this came out just a few minutes ago. Uh, Jack Harrison's red card has been rescinded by MLS, so he will be available to play next week. Oh, interesting. Uh, well, that's good news for NYCFC. They had a chance to lock up the second seed and a bye uh, in the playoffs. But um, alas, they fall to uh, New England. Um, and now they have to play uh, a, a Columbus team that's looking to better their playoff position, along with Chicago and Atlanta, who are just one and two points behind them. So an opportunity wasted for NYCFC. Um, decision day, man. You got to love decision it. Decision day. Uh, Colorado versus RSL is up next. Colorado finds a winner via Josh Gatt in the fourth minute and hold on to deal a blow to RSL's playoff hopes and uh, also keeps L.A. below them in the standings. They win 1-0. Colorado already eliminated, had nothing to play for. RSL had everything to play for. Um, Even a tie would have been... uh, better but now they are sitting um in the eighth spot in the west one point behind both dallas and san jose um rsl would need to win their final game uh it is at home against kansas city um who's sitting in fourth place uh could 
uh, end up in uh, first place, depending on uh, three other results. So a lot going on there. Um, and San Jose playing at home to Minnesota. Chances are San Jose will probably end up winning that game. RSL really just uh, an opportunity wasted here. Um, and what could have been a really good comeback for the team. It looks like they might come up just a bit short in the finish line. Bummer. Uh, someone who is not coming up short, Seattle versus Dallas. Oh, somebody coming up short and not coming out short. Uh, Seattle takes full advantage of the flailing Dallas. 30th minute, Dempsey plays in Rodriguez, who curls one around Jesse Gonzalez uh, to open up the scoring for Seattle. 64th minute, Dempsey shot forces a save from Gonzalez. He spills it, and Bruin is there to put it away. Uh, Bruin will score again in the 67th, and in the 92nd minute, Nagel adds the fourth, banging a header. Uh, into the back of the net, and Seattle clinches their playoff spot. Uh, not only do they clinch their playoff spot, but they do have a legitimate chance of finishing first in the Western Conference. They're, they're sitting in third right now, uh, tied with Portland on points, but Portland holds that tiebreaker currently. Seattle's last game is going to be at home against Colorado, Chances are that they're going to win that game or at least, you know, um, MLS, you know, um, hijinks is uh, <laughs> aside. They should be winning that game while Vancouver and Portland will be being the shit out of each other. Uh, so it's very possible that uh, Seattle can actually uh, come out in first place in uh, the Western Conference. If, if I'm Seattle, I'm making the ground really soft underneath uh, underneath the goal right there where uh, Tim Howard's going to stand because that's apparently his weakness. <laughs> uh, next up, Sporting Kansas City versus Houston. Uh, Zussi is unlucky not to get a goal in this one. He has one whiz past the far post. Whiz, get it. Uh, and, <laughs> and, uh, and then bangs one off the post in the 34th minute. Tyler Derrick certainly had himself a night uh, as well, saving huge ones coming off the line. Uh, or saving a goal coming off the line in the dying seconds of the match. This one will end 0-0. I believe that it was this game where Houston ends up clinching a playoff spot uh, where neither San Jose, Dallas, or RSL can catch up to them. Um, so they can finish no lower than fifth place, as I had mentioned before. Uh, Kansas City currently sitting in fourth place. They can be overtaken by Houston, which seems to be the more likely scenario. Um, Kansas City only one point behind Seattle and Portland. Um, Houston's final game will be against Chicago at home. So at least they have the home field advantage going for them. Um, but... Um, not sure if uh, technically they also can finish in first place in the Western Conference as well. But a lo oh, actually, no, I'm lying. It, that cannot happen. I'm sorry. That cannot happen. Um, no, because I just thought of something. No, the, uh, the, the, the Vancouver Portland matchup will must, actually not allow that to happen regardless of what the outcome is. Okay, I was going to say, you must have been thinking about Vancouver versus San Jose because yeah. uh, this one ends 1-1. 29th minute, Jordi Reyna is on the receiving end of a ball from across a six. On a nice little counter, uh, puts Vancouver up 1-0. San Jose's keeper does well to keep the team into in the game, and it pays off as Vaco gets the equalizer in the 77th minute. San Jose actually had a chance to go up in this game, uh, but we're uh, just a little bit unlucky. This one ends 1-1. 
a very surprising result here for San Jose. I thought Vancouver was just going to run over the earthquakes in this game. Had Vancouver won this game, they would have clinched the first place um, spot in the Western Conference. But now they have a do or die game in Portland next week. Um, it's going to be a fun game because of that now. Uh, but uh, Vancouver, I had said it uh, about two months ago, they actually could be in the driver's seat for first place. They still are, but took one hell of a hit against uh, uh, immensely inferior San Jose squad. Speaking of Portland and one hell of a hit, uh, Portland beats DC United 4-0, 47-minute. Darren Maddox gets taken down by Clark. It's a penalty. Valeri puts it away to put up Portland 1-0. Alvis Powell with a golazo from just outside the 18. He curls one around Clark to make it 2-0. Blanco will add a third in the 60th minute with an almost identical goal. Uh, in the 86th minute, Blanco makes an absolute fool out of the D.C. defense as he skips and jukes his way around two defenders and the keeper to put Portland up 4-0. Unfortunately, this play should have never been allowed to go on as Steve Birnbaum gets absolutely cleaned out by a collision with uh, Ibossier, uh and the ref Mike, Ge- Mike Geiger allows the play to go on. This was an absolute travesty, guys. Uh, it it's crazy. clear that the player is in danger. Yes. The play should have been stopped immediately. Birnbaum suffers his third concussion of the year and has to be pulled off the field uh, after D.C. United has used all their subs. Um Thankfully, Birnbaum is said to be doing okay, um, but uh, this is probably going to have long-lasting effects on this guy's career. I, I think uh, that his career may be over a la Taylor Twelman. I think with three concussions in one season, yep. I mean, th- yep. this guy probably should not be anywhere near uh, a dangerous. field anymore. Um, and I-, I think that in in a scenario like this, you gotta you gotta watch out for your health. I mean, it, this is. Uh, that was a nasty hit. I mean, yeah. absolutely nasty hit. Um, and it was an absolute travesty that the referee let this go on. I um, mean, it, he had time. He wa- he watched it. He, right. He saw Birnbaum on the floor just lifeless. Motionless. Yes. And, and he allowed play to go on. I mean, it's ridiculous. Portland's up 3-0 already. What, and there's what no, difference does it make? There's no, you know, it doesn't matter to D.C., it doesn't matter to Portland at that point. All that matters is the player's health. Uh, you know what? I- I'm going to compare this to a referee who lets a boxer who's basically dead on his feet continue to fight and continue to get pommel, pommel, uh, on the ropes or in the corner, and the guy's just taking a beating, a beating, and the ref's just not coming in, stopping it. Something like this happens. That ref is probably getting his license taken away. I'm not sure if this ref deserves to be on uh, the field anymore. That That's just an abomination. This should not happen. Um, thankfully, Birnbaum is okay. But as we said, I, I think at this point, um, his career uh, probably should be coming to an end now. Uh, the, the health risk here is just, uh, is just too great right now. Um, back, uh, getting back to the league, um, Portland maintains its uh second place in the western conference um it's pretty much winning you're in for portland i believe uh so i've uh, already went over all the other scenarios i think that was the last game of the of the uh week that's the last game of the week so mm-hmm. there we are all right guys 
what happened? And uh, what, one last thing before you wrap it up, Bobby. Um, mm-hmm. While we were recording, the Los Angeles Dodgers win Game Three of the NLCS. They are now up three zero in their series against the Chicago Cubs. One went oh. away from their first World Series appearance in twenty nine years. Congratulations to them. Only one team has ever come back from 3-0 in an LCS, and that was the memorable Boston Red Sox over the New York Yankees in a series that many baseball fans will never soon forget. Chances are that... I'm just going to stop my sentence right there. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you real quick. I, I told the story twice today uh, to Dodger fans at work. Um, we, were, we were at Lewis's... Uh, um, baby shower on Sunday. And uh, after the Galaxy game was over, we switched over to the Dodger game uh, probably from about, what, like the eighth inning on? No, it was on before then. It was on a little bit before then. But um, JT hits that uh, walk-off home run uh, to, to win the game. And I look around, and, and everybody's cheering. All my uncles, my dad, my mom, my aunts, my cousins were all there celebrating a Dodger win. The last time that I remember that happening, the 88 World Series. Kirk Gibson. Uh, or was it just the, the, the Just We were all together watching the, ga- the, the, the series, the playoff series. So that leads me to, uh, to, to hope for the best here. Yeah, well, they're up 3-0. They have a pretty good chance. I don't want to hear any percentages of uh, the, the Dodgers going yeah, into never the World Series. Never tell me the odds. Because, yeah, from now on, I don't want to hear any odds. Uh, none of this 93% to make the World Cup or 83% to win an election. Nothing. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, Dodgers uh, win tonight. They're up 3-0 and in a very good position to move into the World Series. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode 91. I'm here with David and Lewis good, saying goodbye. Good night. La salchicha. <laughs> this is Bobby. I'll talk to you. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> later. <laughs> Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode. Hey, hey. What's up, guys? And this is...